Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Ah, yes. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Start of a brand new week. It is Monday, the 5th of June, 2023. Daniel Pedigree back with you. I'll get to why I wasn't here uh, Thursday and Friday in just a second. But good to be back with you uh, for a brand new week. Hope you all had a good weekend. Whatever you got up to, hope your team won. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 300 70, our open line number, or you can send a text 0457 736 736. And that's all before Vossi and Brandy for breakfast after 6am. For listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, for listeners in Queensland, it will be Pat and Heels. Yes, good to be back. Uh, big apologies for not being here last Thursday and Friday. Uh, was struck down by a cold virus. I don't know what it was, but definitely uh, something that wasn't COVID, uh, which can apparently still happen in this day and age. But it is good to be back. So apologies not not being here Thursday and Friday. Uh, in particular, bad week to get sick as well with the state of origin. There's a lot, a lot of thoughts I had out of that one. But anyway, back raring and ready to go for a brand new week. And lots on our agenda today. Speaking of origin, there is a big story. Uh, that is going to shape the rugby league world, I'd say, over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk about that in just a second. We'll look back at another interesting round of the National Rugby League. Some really interesting results and some of the inconsistent results continue in this year's uh, rugby league competition. Chris Perkins will join me from America as he does each and every Monday morning as well to get the latest from America. And we'll ask him, I don't know if you saw the article in The Telegraph yesterday, about the plan to take over Vegas for 10 days, the Australian plan, the NRL plan to take over Vegas for 10 days. So I'll ask him about that as well. But most importantly, want to hear from you. I haven't spoken to you in a few days. So one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736, Monday morning, two and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. All right, uh, before we get to the news of the day, and there's a lot of it about, I uh, want to know your thoughts on the highlight of the weekend, the disappointment of the weekend, and the surprise performance of the weekend. Now, I have a feeling the surprise performance of the weekend may not even be in the NRL world. You can throw one at me. But what about the A-League on Saturday night? Central Coast Mariners 6, Melbourne City 1. Who would have saw that coming in a final? An amazing victory uh, to, the cent- to the Central Coast Mariners. It was up in Gosford yesterday uh, for the NRL match. Uh, but it was party central on Saturday night for the Central Coast. So well done to them. 6-1 Central Coast over Melbourne City. I don't think anyone saw that scoreline coming. If you were there on Saturday night, I don't know if Ossie was, but if you were there on Saturday night... Would love to hear from you this morning. If you're a Central Coast fan, one 1170 or 0457 Of course, that went into uh, Man City's win over Man United in the FA Cup 2-1 on Saturday night into Sunday morning as well. Uh, John Yellow, our normal football expert, is away at the moment. Uh, we'll chat with him. He's in Poland for a month. 
Uh, but we'll chat with him a couple of times whilst he's over there. But well done to Man City. And now they only have the Champions League to win. And then we are, they are potentially uh, the treble. Um, so the great sporting victories of all time. Now, it's a, it's a weird one because obviously you've got the rivalry between Man City and Man United. But when we go back to the A-League and 6-1 Central Coast over Melbourne City, that is a great victory. But some of the big victories, the one-sided victories of all time, there was a World Cup match, I think 2014. I think Brazil was involved. They lost 5-6-0, something like that. So the score lines you didn't see coming, the results you didn't see coming. And you can throw in on the back of Man City and Man United as well, the big sporting rivalries as well, because that one is a huge one. 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170 is our open line number if you want to get in touch with us. And as I say, if you're at the A-League on Saturday night, we'd love to hear from you as well. What a win. Central Coast 6 over Melbourne City 1. All right, now let us get to some of the news of the day and we'll look back at the round of NRL after the next break. But what about this? Nathan Cleary. Now, I was up in Gosford yesterday. I got home, um, and I must admit, I didn't see any of the Storm Cowboys game and only saw bits and pieces of the Panthers win over the Dragons. But I did switch the TV on just as Nathan Cleary did that hamstring. And you could see straight away um, that Cleary was in some pain. Um, The trainer, the doctor, looked at it very quickly on the field, and then he was taken off. He is now in serious doubt for State of Origin game number two in Brisbane after suffering that hamstring injury. Now, he limped off midway through the first half and will have scans on the injury on uh, today to determine the seriousness of the injury. Um, now, Ivan Cleary, the Panthers coach, and of course uh, Nathan's dad, said the loss of their star number seven would hit the Panthers hard. And he said it's going to cause a bit of mental disarray for a while. Nathan is not just a halfback. He's one of the best in the game and he does a lot for our team. A lot of things revolve around him. Uh, now, Ivan Cleary expects the halfback to be sidelined for a significant amount of time. <clears throat> he said, we're going to be without him for a while, so we'll learn a lot from that game tonight and push ahead. I'm not a doctor, but it's a significant injury. So uh, he was asked about the chances of Nathan Cleary playing Origin, and Ivan said, I think it'd be very unlikely. Yes, uh, Greg Alexander, who we're here after 6am with Vossi and Brandy, he was also resigned to the reality of losing Cleary for game two last night, despite an early diagnosis of a low-grade tear. tear. Uh, Brandy said it's tough to speculate on the seriousness of it before you get scans, but just looking at the images, I guess everyone at Penrith is trying to be as positive as possible that it's a low-grade tear, and I'm hoping the same thing. You can tell he was in trouble immediately. You can see by the look on his face he knows it was more than a twinge. Um, Jerome Luai said he would look after Cleary, which is nice. Um, said he's one of my best mates and I'm going to look after him for his well-being and his mental side. This is part of the game. You get injured and that's how you bounce back from it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Most NRL, most hamstring injuries take between two to four weeks for a complete recovery. Origin two is in 16 days. So just over two weeks. Um, now it's going to be interesting to see. We know Brad Fittler usually likes his players fully fit, to pick a fully fit team coming into any state of origin game. I wonder if there'll be an exception for Nathan Cleary or whether Cleary, depending on what happens with these scans today, whether Cleary will rule himself out beforehand. We'll have to wait and see. Those teams not named for another week. But I'll throw this one at you now. 
if Nathan Cleary is not in the State of Origin team, and let's say he's fully fit, he would be in that State of Origin team. Uh, despite there was some criticism of his performance on Wednesday night. But if Nathan Cleary's not your halfback for Game 2 of State of Origin, who is? I've seen a lot of talk on social media about Nico Hines. Now, Nico Hines, I think, is the obvious one. There was a lot of talk leading up to the first State of Origin that it could have been a pairing of Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary. Now, they went with Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary for obvious reasons. And look, I thought... Um, Jerome Luai, and he does cop a lot of criticism, Jerome Luai, and I don't think it's been his best year, but I thought he was pretty solid in Origin 1. I don't think he, I think he was the least of our problems, uh, New South Wales' problems. So I don't think they're going to get rid of Jerome Luai just because Nathan Cleary isn't there. So I would say Nico Hines comes in, but then I have heard and seen a lot of people say, what about Adam Reynolds? He's played State of Origin before. He's been in great form for the Brisbane Broncos, such an important member of that Broncos team. Does he get a look in at halfback? Mitch Moses. Wasn't that long ago that when Nathan Cleary couldn't play origin, Mitch Moses would be the backup halfback. Really no questions asked. Does he get a look in? And the other one that I've read on social media is what about Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds and dropping Jerome Loy, getting that old South Sydney combination back in for game two up at Suncorp Stadium. Look, I think you could put up a very strong argument for Adam Reynolds. Not sure about Cody Walker. I, I just don't think they're going to get rid of Jerome Luai because uh, because Nathan Cleary, Cleary is injured. But I, I think Nico Hines, look, been fantastic all year. I thought his game on Saturday night was a bit off the mark, in particular in that second half. Only got, what, 10 minutes of State of Origin game number one, and that was in the centres. Um, so you can't read much into that. But what do you reckon? Nico Hines, who's been well fantastic for the past couple of years, Delhi M medalist last year, been one of the form players of this year's NRL season. As I said, was very close, I imagine, to getting in that starting side for game one. And then Adam Reynolds, who has been an integral part of the Brisbane Broncos side over the past couple of years, in particular this year, and they're going really, really well, the Broncos. They were really good to watch again on Saturday night. Do you go with Nico Hines? He's a good player, but he's never been tested at state of origin level. Now, we know what he can do, but do you go with someone that hasn't been tested at state of origin level for a must-win game? Or do you go with Adam Reynolds at halfback instead of Nico Hines? What do you do? If you're a New South Wales fan, would you prefer to see Hines or Reynolds there or someone else, Mitchell Moses? And if you're a Queensland fan and you're listening through our Queensland stations this morning. Would you prefer to come up against Adam Reynolds or Nico Hines? It's a really interesting one, and it's going to be no doubt a talking point throughout uh, this morning and throughout the week. Who will be and who should be halfback for New South Wales if Nathan Cleary is not there in two and a bit weeks' time? 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 01 1170. Really interested to get your thoughts on this. Oh, personally, I think it probably will be Nico Hines, considering he was in that side for game one. But there is argument for Adam Reynolds, and I can understand that argument. Mitch Moses as well. What do you reckon? Who is your halfback if you're a New South Wales fan? And if you're a Queensland fan, who would you not like to go up against in a must-win game for New South Wales, game two, state of origin at Suncorp Stadium? one 300 one 
or 0457 736 736. Before we get some, to some news surrounding Luke Brooks, let's go straight to the open line. Jamie from Brisbane's on the line. Morning to you, Jamie. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well, mate. How are you going? How's your weekend? Yeah, it was a good weekend, mate. I played a bit of footing myself yesterday and feeling worse for wear today, but all good. <laughs> that's good, that's good. What do you want to talk about, mate? Mate, just on your um, halves pairing for yep. New South Wales, I think you're right. I think uh, Nick, Nick O'Hine should come straight in, mm-hmm. being in camp for game one. He sort of, he'd know a lot of the players already. I reckon it's, it's a no-brainer. And then I think Cody Walker at 5'8". I know Jerome Luai wasn't that bad, but um, when you talk about like uh, Queensland did when they picked Amoso because of his form and you just couldn't leave him out. Mm. I think Cody Walker's form's been second to none in the competition and I reckon um, yeah, that should be your halves pairing but my next thing is yeah. for, arguments, for arguments sake, with your halves pairing, if, if New South Wales come out and have a big win in game two, that's a headache for game three, isn't it? With Cleary if he's right to go? Well, it certainly is. Uh, I would assume that Cleary would probably come back in, but look, no one, no one holds that number seven or number six jersey or any New South Wales jersey. We've seen the criticism of Nathan Cleary and James Tedesco as well over recent days. Um, yeah, it would be an interesting one. Say, Jamie, you pick Cody Walker at five eight. Would there be any temptation to put Adam Reynolds there instead of Nico Hines to get that old South Sydney combination back? Absolutely, mate. There would be temptation. And I am a Brisbane supporter, and Adam Reynolds mm. has been going really, really well. I just I just think uh, it's a tough one because although he hasn't been injured a lot this year, Adam Reynolds, I think, um, you know, the old body, mm. is it ready for, to take the bashes and bruises of origin, whereas Nico Hines is a bit bigger of a body and, and probably uh, it's a tough one. I mean, you can't knock Adam's form. He's been in unbelievable form. So, yeah, it is a headache for Brad, I think. Mm, yeah, going to be interesting to see what they do. Thanks, Jamie. Have a good week. Call any time, mate. Cheers, mate. And you can join Jamie on the open line anytime, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Text 0457736736. So he has uh, Cody Walker and Nico Hines, a combination I actually didn't mention. Uh, no Jerome Luai. Nico Hines at halfback, Cody Walker at 5'8". Look, Cody Walker's been in good form for South Sydney throughout the year. I imagine, again, probably would have been quite close. Uh, definitely would have been in their mind, surely, for State of Origin game number one somewhere. So, Cody Walker, Nico Hines. Who do you have as your highest for New South Wales if Nathan Cleary is out? Cleary is out. And, look, Jamie, you make a good point as well about if New South Wales don't have Cleary for game two and they win, and whoever other halves play well, there'd be question marks, I suppose. Um, and what happens at game three? 0457 736 736 or 1300 Just before a break, uh, English Giants Leeds are considering trying to poach Luke Brooks from the NRL. So well-placed sources in the Super League claim the Rhinos are contemplating whether to chase the much maligned West Tigers halfback off contract after this season. Leeds field two former NRL halves, Blake Austin and Aidan Caesar, who represented Canberra in the 2019 NRL Grand Final. Both are also off contract after this season, and it appears the Leeds may opt to retain just one, not both, which would free up money to have a possible crack at Luke Brooks. Uh, Brooks's form, as we know in recent weeks, has been pretty good. Uh, the number seven uh, playing well in a vastly improved Tigers side, despite their loss on Friday night to the Canberra Raiders. We know West Tigers coach Tim Sheens has said he wants to retain Brooks, but no offer had been lodged as of last week. 
Uh, he's 28 years of age now. Brooks has told friends his preference would be to remain in the NRL, but those close to Brooks are aware of Leeds' interests and want to wait and see if an offer arrives from England. Previous massive money offers from England have dried up in recent years, but Brooks could and would demand a fat contract to pack up and leave Australia. Tykes fans, Luke Brooks, he's copped a lot of criticism in his time at the West Tigers. Uh, he was sensational a few weeks ago against the Cowboys. Still very good last uh, on Friday night against the Raiders. What would you do with Luke Brooks? And if you're Luke Brooks, and you don't have to be a Tigers fan for this one, would you take the money and go to Leeds and probably be a very dominant player in the Super League? Or would you stick it out at the West Tigers or in the NRL? It's a really interesting one for Luke Brooks if this consideration and if this offer is real from Leeds. What do you reckon? What should Luke Brooks do? And if you're a Tigers fan, what would you like to see Luke Brooks and the Tigers do? Do you want to keep Luke Brooks? Or do you think it's time to part ways? There's been a storyline for a long time about whether Luke Brooks is going to stay at the Tigers or not. But the difference being at the moment is he's playing good footy. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 So you can jump on the open line anytime. You can send a text. Uh, who's your halfback for New South Wales? Who's your halves for New South Wales on the back of Nathan Cleary picking up this hamstring injury? If you're a New South Wales fan, who do you want to see in your halves? If you're a Queensland fan, who do you not want to come up against in State of Origin game number two? Luke Brooks, um, is he going to consider, well, I think he would consider this offer from Leeds if it's real and true. Tigers fans, would you like to keep Luke Brooks? If you're Luke Brooks, what do you do? Stay at the West Tigers or go over to Leeds? And your highlight, low light, disappointment, and surprise performance of the weekend as well in any sport and your great sporting scorelines, the scorelines you didn't see coming. 0457 736 736, our text number, 1300 01 1170, our open line number to your calls, your texts, and we'll look back at the round of the NRL just gone. On the other side of this, it is 18 past five. Yeah, good to have your company. Good to be back with you. 22 minutes past five. We will cross to Chris Perkins a little later on tomorrow on the show. Of course, the World Test Championship beginning on Wednesday night. Uh, and, of course, we'll have full coverage of it here on SEN, that and the Ashes, which begins at the end of next week. Uh, tomorrow morning on the show, though, Andrew Mensel Menes from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast will join me uh, to talk about the World Test Championship. Some news uh, about that overnight. Josh Hazelwood ruled out. So we'll have a chat with him. And Menes will be a regular on the show over the coming months as we get towards... Uh, when we get through the Ashes series. 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call the open line anytime, 1300 01 1170. About to look back at uh, round 14 of the National Rugby League. Before that, though, Nathan Cleary looks like he's going to be out for State of Origin game number two. Who's your halfback? Who's your halves? I just had someone tweet me saying, what about uh, Adam Reynolds and Nico Hines? Let's see, that's another one. We had Jamie on the open line about 10 minutes ago saying Nico Hines and Cody Walker. Adam Reynolds and Nico Hines. No one's mentioning Jerome Luai. I don't think they're going to drop Jerome Luai, but who would be your halves? Does Adam... Look, I think there's... I know what Jamie was saying, but I think there's a big cause for Adam Reynolds. I think it will be Nico Hines. But look, Reynolds has been very, very good and has been there and done that before. So who's your halves? Now that Cleary looks like he's out, who is your halves? 0457 736 736 or 1300 And Luke Brooks uh, looks like Leeds are going to offer him some big money. He's been playing very well for the Tigers in recent times. Tigers fans, do you want to keep Luke Brooks? Would you like to see Luke Brooks go? And if you're Luke Brooks, what do you do? Do you take the money from Leeds that, is, that are on the table, that is on the table? Or do you stay at the Tigers? His preference is to stay in the NRL. 
and your highlight, your disappointment, and your surprise performance of the weekend. And if you were at the A-League Grand Final, we'd love to hear from you as well. one 300 You'll get to some of your texts in a second as well. 0457 736 736. But before that, let's just do this. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. Yeah, round 14 done and dusted. Of course, we are in the middle of the origin period, but I thought most of the game was fairly entertaining throughout the course of the weekend. Let's just take a quick look at them. Friday night, uh, the Canberra Raiders 20 over the West Tigers 19. Good win by the Canberra Raiders. They were in cruise control, basically, for the first, what, 66, 67 minutes of this game. Uh, and then the sin bin, and we saw the Tigers come back, take the lead at 19-18. You felt a bit sorry for the Tigers. Uh, look, I thought it was a penalty. Um, but you felt a little sorry for them after the comeback. But good win by the Raiders. And look, I think in terms of teams going a little under the radar at the moment, the Raiders would certainly have to be one of them. Um, I know they only won by one point, 20 points to 19 against a very spirited Tigers side, but they've what, won six out of the last seven or something like that. Going along very nicely, Canberra. Can Canberra win the competition? Look, maybe, maybe we're going a bit too far in that. But look, they're playing really good footy. No Jared Croker. By the way, Jared Croker will be a special guest with Vossi and Brandy this morning ahead of his 300th game uh, coming up this weekend in Canberra. No Jared Croker. They still get the job done just over the Tigers, a spirited Tigers performance and a much improved Tigers performance on the back of what we saw them do to the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. On Saturday, the Warriors 30 over the Dolphins 8. This was a very close game for a long part of it before the Warriors uh, ran away with it. Sean Johnson, in particular, scored in the 5th minute, 53rd minute. Excellent performance by the Warriors. And again, as was said a couple of times over the past few weeks, a much-needed performance by the Warriors. Um, and the Dolphins would be disappointed with that. They were in the game for a long part of it before, as I say, the Warriors Ran away with it. Well done to them. Warriors 30 over the Dolphins 8. Uh, we also had the South Sydney Rabbitohs 46 over the Gold Coast Titans 28. Now, South Sydney uh, were trailing at halftime. The Titans with Sam Verrill's back looked good. But again, the Titans who have done this a lot throughout season 2023 where they lead at halftime and they get mowed down in the second half. It happened again. South Sydney very good. Obviously, no Latrell Mitchell, but Cody Walker there. Uh, well, they picked up a couple of injuries. Cam Murray, Campbell Graham also seemed to hurt himself as well. But in the end, way too good for the Titans. And gee, the Titans, that's disappointing, isn't it? When you can see, and you can see the potential the Gold Coast Titans do have. Um, and when, I wouldn't say they're in control of the game, but when they're leading at half time, and then to be run down like that, that is disappointing. 46 points to 28. Also Saturday night, Pat, uh, Broncos 20 over the Sharks 12. Really good win by the Brisbane Broncos. I thought the Sharks were a little off, in particular in that second half, and we're talking about Nico Hines this morning. Um, I thought he was a little quiet. Some of his fifth play options uh, in that second half, not probably up to the standard would seen of Nico Hines. But look, the Broncos keep marching on. And the fact that they're winning games during origin periods, I don't think during the origin period, I don't think they've even had a buy yet. Um, they're in a really, really good position heading into once we get past this origin period, heading into the last, what, six to eight weeks before the finals period. Really good win by the Broncos. The Sharks continuing, even though they're uh, firmly in that top eight, sitting in the fourth, sitting in fourth position, I think continuing their up and down year 
it has to be said, for the Cronulla Sharks. Still not sold on the Sharks yet, but still time to go, and they're still sitting nicely in fourth position. Then yesterday, Roosters 25 over the Bulldogs 24. I was up there on the Central Coast. It was a two-and-fro match, wasn't it? And the Bulldogs basically led for most of the game. Or if not, it was even before Luke Keary kicked that field goal. Much-needed win for the Roosters. Uh, they needed just to get the win. Now, they've got the Panthers coming up this weekend. That's going to be a really tough task, even without Nathan Cleary. The Bulldogs, they lost Reed Marnie, and it'll be interesting to see if Joseph Suetlihi, who, again, even though he moved back to the wing, wasn't that good yesterday. Probably a bit better than he has been, but still not great. But it'll be interesting to see if the match review committee check the footage of him using his knees on Reed Marnie. James Desco hit back, played very well. Very good performance by James Desco. Uh, much needed. And I thought Luke Keary, who I've been critical of this year, has, had one of his best games as well at halfback. So the Roosters, a much needed win. Cowboys 45 over the Storm 20. Didn't see any of this as I was making my way back from Gosford, but well done to the Cowboys. Um, it's, as I said, inconsistent season. You just don't know who's going to win. It's a tipster's nightmare. The Storm, Craig Bellamy labelled that as a putrid performance. Uh, Cowboys Still life in their season yet, even though they've been pretty disappointing over the first half of the season for the most part. And then the Panthers, 26 over the Dragons, 18. Spirited performance by the Dragons. I thought they were a bit unlucky. That was definitely not, if you saw the game, definitely not a knock-on, I thought. I thought it was knock back, but the referee said, knock-on. Panthers, even without Nathan Cleary, looked a bit clunky when Cleary went off the field, but still good enough to get up over the Dragons. So the ladder, after 14 rounds, and again, it's a bit tricky because some teams haven't had buys, some teams have had buys. But anyway, the Panthers lead the way along with the Broncos on 20 points. Then we've got a stack of teams on 18. South Sydney, the Sharks, the Storm, and the Raiders. Then the Warriors and the Dolphins round out the top eight on 16 points. Just outside of the top eight on four and against is the Roosters on 16 points. Then Manly on 15, the Knights on 15, the Eels, the Titans on 14, Cowboys, Bulldogs on 12, Tigers on 10, Dragons last on 8. Just before we go to a break and cross to Chris Perkins, let's go to the open line quickly. one 1170 Frank's on the line. Morning, Frank. G'day, mate. Hey, listen, you? there's only one... Uh, good, mate. Look, there's only one person to bring back for State of Origin 2 for New South Wales. That's the Jack White and Fairytale comeback. <laughs> He comes back in, he's in great form, and he, he answers the call, wins the game, and, yeah, he's the hero. We always love a comeback. It's going to be Jack. I've already been hanging around the change rooms out Canberra. You know I like doing that. And the, word, the words, the drums are starting to beat. Well, it is interesting because a friend of mine actually said to me, a message me last night when Cleary went down, uh, I'm sure there'll be some talk about Jack White. And I don't know whether it'll happen or not, but yeah, it would be a fairy tale story, especially if you could come back, get the win in Origin 2 and then uh, win in Origin 3. I don't know if it'll happen, but look, Frank, if it does, uh, you'll be the first, well, you would have broken an exclusive story here on SCN at 5.30 in the morning. So well done. Thanks, mate. I'd like some shares in Signet if that comes true. Thank you. I'll see what I can do. Thanks, mate. We'll chat again soon. Call anytime, mate. <laughs> and you can join Frank on the open line anytime. one 1170 I'll get to your text on the other side of this. Plus, Chris Perkins, it is 28 and a half to 6. And a couple of texts before we go to Chris Perkins. This from the Big G. He says, Morning, Dan. My disappointment from the weekend was Nathan getting injured. But at the same time, it made me proud to be a Panthers fan. To see how upset he was showed the club is in good hands for years to come. As for Origin, it wouldn't surprise to see Luai dropped as his game is so in tune uh, with Nathan's. Yeah, well, I, I, I see that. I do understand where you're coming from, Big G. I, I'd just be 
surprised to see another player drop because the other one is injured. But look, I understand where people are coming from. Um, I just, I don't see it happening, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Thank you, Big G. Um, and you're right. He was very upset, very upset. Um, and you could tell it means a lot playing for the Panthers. Obviously, I'm sure he might have had State of Origin in the back of his mind. But, yeah, the Panthers, forget Origin for a second. The Panthers desperately uh, needs um, him. Uh, this one from Kingswood Welder. Good morning. Uh, half week, thank you. Uh, Dan, Thoughts of Press have done its job. Welcome back. Yes, thank you. I'll be here for the full week this week. Um, and next week I'll be here for four days because it's a public holiday on Monday, but that's okay. Um, and this from Andy. I have no choice for New South Wales halfback. Uh, much prefer club football over origin. Uh, Canberra have done the right thing by pulling their players out. Andy. Well, look, I, I had this discussion yesterday with a couple of people. They love origin, but I think every year it does get in the way of a very good NRL season. Keep those texts coming in. Lots more. I will get to them. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. But let's do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And it's a very good morning to Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. Yeah, Dan will be here all week. Please don't forget to tip your waitresses. Yes, I will be here all week. Uh, well, as far as I know, I mean, you can't see into the future. You never know. But my intention, my full intention, Chris, right. is to get through the full week. And I was very disappointed, just before we get to your topics, very disappointed to be off uh, for many reasons last Thursday and Friday. But we didn't get to get your NRL tips. So no one got to get their pen and paper around and write it down. But don't worry, we'll do uh, them this week. And you got your origin prediction right but just the wrong team. Yeah, I got the margin. I had the margin bang on. Just uh, I picked New South Wales. Yeah, well, that's okay. Okay, so I, 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 the crystal ball is still a little foggy. Yes. No, no. It's, it's, it, look, it, it can improve. It can, it can clear up. Uh, the fog can go. Uh, anyway, uh, before we get to your topics, uh, I just want to tell you about this. So this was in the Daily Telegraph and uh, I assume the Courier Mail uh, from Brisbane yesterday as well. So we've been talking about this a lot on our show, Chris, with you uh, for the past couple of months now about mm-hmm. uh, the fact that uh, the NRL want to take uh, a couple of games to Vegas. Now, that seems to have been green-lighted over the past couple of weeks, but now they are wanting to call it uh, one of the biggest festivals in the Coats history by staging Australia Week, an NRL expo in America to celebrate the double-headed debut in Las Vegas next season. So Peter Volandi said it will be an Australian NRL expo. So let me give you some of the dot points now before we get to your topics. The NRL will host Australia Week, a week-long festival in which Rugby League takes over Las Vegas. Now, I'll get to this one last, I think. Legendary actor Hugh Jackman has been sounded out as an Australian Week ambassador. Rugby League's doubleheader will form the centrepiece of an Australian sports bonanza featuring boxing and UFC events. A dedicated entertainment precinct will showcase Australian bands, artists and performers. The nation's best chefs we hired for an Australian food and wine spectacular. The NRL rubber stamp a five-year plan for a total of 10 premiership matches in Vegas featuring all 17 teams until the end of 2028. And listen to this one, Chris. Volandis is in talks for Irish rock mega band U2 to be part of the NRL's Vegas celebration. If all that comes off, I think I've got to get a ticket to go, Chris, surely. Wow, that that is a lineup and a half right there. Mm, isn't it I, just? I love the idea that they're thinking that this isn't, they're, they're not thinking one-off event here, that they're thinking five years of this at, mm. at a minimum. 
So, you know, there, there's a long-term plan here for, for Vegas. Let's see how this first one goes. Yes. Because obviously you're not going to get 65,000 Australians to fly, you know, for, fly to Vegas for, the, for a week or you know, a few days. You, you got to get the American fans. You got to get the American fans in tune with the NRL uh, to drag them out to Vegas. Now, Vegas, great place to go. You don't need any extra reasons, <laughs> any extra reasons to go to Vegas. So you got to make the NRL look really good, look really awesome, especially to the American football fan. Well, you, you, you lock them down. And then you got something. Maybe you sell out the building every day, you know, for this double header. Let's see how much of it actually comes off. If they get you two, I'd be very impressed and probably slightly surprised as well. But uh, NRL, uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I guess doing it till the end of twenty twenty eight gets all seventeen teams involved over the next few years. So I, I don't mind. I, as I said, when this initial story came out, I don't have a huge issue with it. I'm sure we'll talk more about it in the months to come. But Chris, let's get to some of your topics. Let's start with the NBA. Yeah, NBA Finals Game 2 tonight, uh, just a few hours from now. Denver leading the series one game to none. 104-93 on Thursday night in Game 1. Really a comfortable game. One of those one of those games where, you know, Nikola Jokic, Joker himself, uh, had a rather boring triple-double. 27 points, uh, was not really hardly noticed him in all honesty. He only took 12 shots. So that was a brutally efficient 27 points on 8 of 12 shooting. Jamal Murray had 26 points for the Nuggets as well. Time had the had the game in cruise control in the fourth quarter. Miami made a couple of runs, got it down to single digits. But once they got it down, once Miami got it down to nine or ten, it was immediate. Denver got a basket, get a stop, get another basket, leads back out to 13 or 14. So uh, a comfortable game one win for, for Denver. They go for two in a row tonight um, before the series shifts down to Miami for games three and four on Wednesday and Saturday, I think the schedule is. This is a really slow, mm. slow uh, NBA Finals with two days off in between each of the games. Um, uh, the, the schedule doesn't have game seven until June 18th. Ooh, that's, which is two weeks yeah. from today. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a slow, a slow, slow process uh, with this NBA Finals. All right. Uh, what about the latest in the NHL? Uh, game one of the Stanley Cup Finals was last night in Vegas. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, they, they cooled off the red-hot Florida Panthers 5-2 to two in, in game one of that series. Florida had come into the series having won 11 of their last 12 playoff games, dating back to their first-round series against the Boston Bruins. Uh, Vegas, second second Stanley Cup final appearance in six years, in the six years of their existence as a National Hockey League franchise, and Florida making their first appearance in the finals since 1996. So, uh, And neither team has won a Stanley Cup championship yet either. So uh, some history will be made in the in this uh, series, game two of the series, set for tomorrow night in Vegas before that series heads to the suburbs of Miami, Sunrise, Florida, for games three and four later on this week. 
Mm, okay, going to be very, very interesting indeed how that plays out. You are right about the NBA schedule. It's a, yeah, it's a very long schedule. Um, now, I know you have a Las Vegas A's update, but I love talking at MLS with you. Any any news there around the MLS? How's your team going? Uh, we won again three in a row uh, at a nice homestand. Uh, having beaten Kansas City, Vancouver, last night beat Houston 3-0. Uh, a couple of penalty kick goals sandwiched in uh, – was a was a goal mount scramble early in the second half that made it two nil for for St. Louis City. Uh, again, three in a row, ten goals scored in this three game winning streak, and they are back on top of the Western Conference in Major League Soccer. Kind of a weird schedule this week, though. They go to Dallas mm. uh, on Wednesday night to, to play half a game. Half a game. They're not even playing a full game going to Dallas. Uh, they had been they they were originally scheduled to play uh, FC Dallas last month. They got through the first half in about five minutes of the second half before the referee pulled everybody off the field because of thunderstorms in the area. They wound up postponing it, rescheduling it to this Wednesday night. So St. Louis going to hop on a plane, go down to Dallas, play. Uh, play FC Dallas for 40 minutes. They're going to restart the game in the, at the 50th minute uh, down there. And then uh, Sunday they play LA Galaxy, the worst team in, in the Western Conference. So that is a game that scares the crap out of me because first against last in, in the Western Conference, that has trap game written all over it for me as a, as a St. Louis City fan. Uh, another one to mention here, FC Cincinnati, mm. 1-0 winners over Chicago. 39 points through 16 games. They are eight clear in the Supporters' Shield standings, which is the overall standings in Major League Soccer. Just they're, they're perfect at home. Nine wins from nine at TQL Stadium in Cincinnati. Perfect. That place is an absolute fortress. Just one loss on the year for FC Cincinnati. And I have to mention this because it was a 5-1 butt-kicking at the hands of St. Louis. So right. we have the only blemish on Cincinnati's uh, record right now so far through 16 games of their season. All right. Uh, we'll get to Take the... a little pride in that. I like the half the game as well. Half the game. That's very good. Uh, we'll get to the Las Vegas A's on Thursday, if that's all right, Chris. I do have a text to farewell you, though. Uh, this from Jason. Dan, hope Chris yes. hope Chris gets an American sports show throughout, uh, to host an American sports show throughout the SEN network. So just another fan of yours, Chris, on the text line here. Talk to the bosses. I'd love to. I'm looking for my next career. Uh, just real quick mention yep. the Las Vegas A story. There's a bill in the state legislature in Nevada, $380 million in public funding toward their stadium in Las Vegas. Still don't know what's happening with that. There's been no movement since it was filed. Uh, and the legislative session ends tomorrow. Ooh, so they got to get something done quicker. The A's may be in serious limbo. All right, no doubt. We'll have an update with you on Thursday morning. And we'll get your NRL tips as well this weekend. Thank you, Chris. We'll chat later on in the week. Sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins in America. We'll be back with me Thursday morning. To go to the break, this text, uh, morning, Dan, to quote Brandy, are you serious? Let's call Rugby League in Vegas Australia Week and then get an Irish rock band. So Australian, big G. Yeah, yeah, I do understand. I, I don't quite understand that bit of it, but the rest of it, eh, who knows? Uh, look, if they can get you to, I would be uh, impressed, slightly surprised, um, 
Yeah, we might talk more about that later in the week, about this whole Vegas thing. Uh, 04, thank you for the text, Big G. Uh, you too, not Australian, I can confirm. 0457 736 736 We'll finish off with some of your texts after the break. It is coming up to 12 minutes to 6 o'clock. Yeah, I mentioned earlier on, Josh Hazelwood uh, news overnight has been ruled out of the World Test Championship final after being unable to prove his fitness in time for Wednesday's uh, match with India. It begins on Wednesday. You'll hear it here on SCN. Michael Nisa has been called up to Australia's 15-man squad for the clash at the Oval. However, Scott Boland uh, remains the front runner to take the third pace spot in Australia's uh, team again, uh, alongside Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark. As I say, Andrew Mensel, Menes from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast, will join me on the show tomorrow. We'll look ahead to the World Test Championship. The Ashes not too far away as well. Uh, let's finish with some texts uh, across uh, all your topics this morning. 0457 736 736. Uh, this one from Razor. He says, disagree, Uh the guy, disagree, the guy to bring back should be Mac, Matt Burton uh, in terms of what happens uh, with no Nathan Cleary. Walsh can get high on a Cleary kick, but his record against Burton's torpedo kicks are sus. Uh, yeah, well, Matt Burton's name uh, sort of been, uh, he was brought into the Origin squad late uh, last week, but Matt Burton, that's an interesting one. All right, we'll see what happens there. Uh, this in terms of Luke Brooks. Morning, Dan. Thanks for your service, Luke. Uh, good luck in England. We know Luke has tried hard, but let's go to another direction. It's time. Tiger Davo. So he thinks Tiger, uh, He thinks Luke Brooks should look uh, at going to Leeds. Uh, this one from the Chookman. Hi, Dan. Hines straight into the starting lineup and move the Fox over to the left side where Luttrell... Uh, 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 with Luttrell, where he plays in Clubland. That from the Chook Man. This from Leroy Morning. So we know Freddie loves his club combinations. And now with Cleary out, what happens to Loy? Uh, Leroy in St. Clair. Uh, well, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see about that one. I still don't think Luai will be dropped, but we'll wait and see. Uh, this one uh, is more for Brandy, but uh, we'll read it anyway and I'll pass it on. Brandy, hopefully you're in today. The good news is he is, and he's reading this, I'm sure. Is there any chance Luai could start at hooker? Hines at 5'8", bring Appy on after 20 to 25 minutes. At least we do something different, play different. Also, bring a pass into Tedesco's game. He's still the best player in the state, but everyone knows what he's going, what he's going to do. Maybe if he throws an early pass, it might put some doubt in the defence's mind. Thank you, Brad. Well, look, I'll leave that text there for Brandy, um, and he can consider that, Brad, and pass that message on to James Tedesco, who I thought played very well uh, yesterday for the Roosters. And this one from Steve, the Collerton Bulldog. He says, morning, Dan. I believe they would they would use Nico straight into the halves. But if they brought Adam Reynolds in, would that mean that they bring in Damien Cook for the combination? Cheers, Steve, the Collerton Bulldog. Well, yes, Cook, probably one of the unlucky ones to miss game one. Lots of question marks on what the New South Wales team will look like. No doubt, uh, Vossi and Brandy will cover that after 6am for you for listeners through Sydney. Patton Heels, of course, coming up after 6 for listers in Queensland. With Vossi and Brandy, they'll also be joined by David Riccio, Jared Croker ahead of his 300th match, and Cam Smith after 8am. Thank you for your company today. Good to be back. Breakfast comes up after the news, and I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am. Have a good Monday.